Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you. More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 983. Today we hear from Ed, who asks... In the episode on her editing journey, Kitty said that most stories she has problems with fail to stick the landing on the ending. There are big, obvious examples lately, Lost and Game of Thrones to name two. So, Kitty, what are examples of stories that you like that did stick the ending? And if you want to let Dan riff as well, could you give us an example of one you saw fail the ending, but could see how to fix? In terms of really good endings, uh, from the universe of television and film, Babylon 5. Oh my god, so Babylon good. Babylon 5 um, kind of set the template for modern television serial style. Um, and did it right. And did it did it right. Um, I, I used to say that Babylon 5 ruined me for television because nothing else on television at the time was bothering to take what was happening to the characters seriously on a episode-to-episode -episode level. It affected them for one episode and then they... Occasionally you'd have a callback. Yeah, occasionally you'd have a callback, but often it... it Nothing changed for characters ever. And the ending on most television shows is when the series or when the network gets tired of it and cancels it. And sometimes they tell you and sometimes they don't. And you think that makes a difference, but often it doesn't because the ending is stupid anyway. <laughs> um, even when they have years of warning and actually plan for... <laughs> Are you talking about anything specific? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Basically, everything on television does not stick the ending. Unless it's on, like, HBO or AMC well, or one of those cable even channels. That, uh, Game of Thrones was an HBO. Game of Thrones was an HBO. Um, Breaking Bad mm, so did the good. ending right. Um, I think that True Blood meandered a lot and looked like it wasn't going to stick the landing, but it did. Mm -hmm. um, if True Blood gave its... It's um, series happy endings mm -hmm. and a positive connection, even though they meandered around in the desert and you didn't get the happy endings for the characters that you expected at the beginning. Right. But, but they there was growth. They remembered that the, that the central story of the whole series was the relationship between Sookie and Bill. Mm. And they remembered that early enough that they wrapped a really good solid ending into it. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't the one that you would have expected from the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing. It doesn't need to be the, the exact ending that people predict when they start. 
but it has to resolve the issues that are presented at the beginning of a story. And when I talk about things that are sticking the landing, it's like they throw in a complicating factor in the last season or the last third of the story <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like Battlestar Galactica. Like Battlestar Galactica. Um, with the whole, we created Earth rather than we come from Earth, which would have made more sense. Well, okay, and so everything... here's, here's a way they could have done the Battlestar Galactica and done it right, because all of the characters are named after Greek gods and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They could have arrived early in ancient Greece. Yes. And created the Greek and, god and, mythology. And, and, and created or or given names to the Greek, the nascent Greek mythology. And that would, you would then have a sort of Chariots of the Gods, which is sort of what inspired the whole series back in the 70s. Mm. But you would have had the, um, you would have had the Greeks and the Egyptians getting geometry from the crew of the Galactica instead of, you know, I'm not one that generally complains about um, blinkered racism in stories because everybody's got their blind spots and hobby horses, but when it's unintentional, it really pisses me off. It's unintentional at the tone-deaf level of the end of Battlestar Galactica was, where it took the uh, it took the arrival of the enlightened white aliens to turn the black Africans into humans. That yeah. really stuck in my craw. Um, and, and in a lot of people's, because it was... It, it, with the creative team that you had, you wouldn't have expected that kind of thing to right. not be noticed. And it's like, we're, we're um, gender bending and race bending the characters um, mm -hmm. with a much more uh, diverse cast than the original yep. 70s series. I mean, you know, if they, if they arrived and then they, and then their arrival made the uh, proto-humans on Earth go extinct, that would have worked. Mm -hmm. and it would have been a very uh, hitchhiker's guide yep, sort of thing. It would. And so there were ways that they could have made that work, but they didn't. And aside from that, the whole thing started falling apart when it became clear that the Cylons didn't have a plan. And the entire series was oh. premised on the Cylons had a plan. They right, even did right, a movie right. called The Plan, right. which was supposed to unveil the Cylons' plan, and the plan was, we have no plan. Right. Um, this is another thing that, that is a symptom of not sticking the landing. It's... I, I think especially post... Um, post Lost. Well, I wasn't going to say Lost, but post... Um, M. Night Shyamalan. Mm. There has been a obsession with twist and mystery and teasing of of an idea that is going to... of a question that's going to be answered by the series or the, or the film or the novel. And nobody who is writing it actually knows what they're doing. They don't know what the twist is going to be. They don't know what the mystery is that they're setting up. They're just teasing the audience with this mystery repeatedly, repeatedly. And when it, it's it's slot machine storytelling mechanics. And when they finally come to having to wrap it up, they're still at a creating premises. 
set of mind because that's all they know how to do is create the premise, create the mystery. And when they're like, so what does this all mean? It was like, I don't know. Uh, That one. (laughs) That one did it. The tree did it. Uh What? It, 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 uh, God, yeah. J.J. Abrams' mystery box mechanic is so, so bad. It's the symptom of a bad storyteller. Because the point of storytelling is to reveal and discover meaning. Um, And meaning is what happens when you answer questions. The mystery box mechanics relies on continually raising questions that you never intend to answer because the curiosity of the audience will keep them engaged. Mm-hmm. And this is the way that this is the way that four-year-olds tell stories because they don't understand completion, meaning, and answers yet. So all of their stories are about curiosity. And curiosity is great, but it by itself is not enough to tell a story. It is a childish way of interacting with the universe, and it's deeply unsatisfying. It, mm-hmm. Waiting to the last minute to figure out the answer can work for the novelist, because... The novelist can go back and tweak it. Yeah, you can go back to the beginning. Agatha Christie um, famously did this with her whodunits. She figured out who done it at the very end and then seeded just enough that it would be satisfying at the end that that was the killer. Mm-hmm. And you can do that if you haven't already published like 10 seasons on television or something like that or eight novels and you've figured out what's going on in the, the ninth. You know. Right, but if you're doing a release along the way, you have to have at least a rudimentary idea of where you're going to end. Mm-hmm. And the the difference in how it works really shows in the finished product. You go back and you rewatch Battlestar Galactica. The first two and a half seasons of that were really good, and the first season was really good. Really top-notch uh, episodic storytelling. But you can't go back and rewatch it. Once you've seen the ending and how badly they botch it, it spoils everything beforehand because you go back earlier on and you can see all the threads that were dropped. Yeah. Whereas with something like Babylon 5 or Breaking Bad, uh, and to varying degrees, so in Babylon 5 he actually had a very strong direction where he was going and he had to change it along the way because of studio interference. And actors leaving and actors leaving and dying and whatnot. But he still got to where he wanted to go. And when he had to make a major change, he paid off the threads that he had been intending to last all the way through. With Breaking Bad, there was just the vaguest idea that uh, uh, that this was sort of a King Lear type of epic devolution of a character towards the evil. But even that was enough of a direction that they were able to spot the important threads and pay them off mm-hmm. all the way through. And that's the key to sticking the ending. You have to answer the questions that were raised in the first third of the story. Yeah. Yeah. What What are some movies that stick the ending really well? Or movie series that stick the ending really well? The first and only the first trilogy of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think the prequels did as well. Okay. The, the prequels had other problems. The The prequels were done as opera, and everyone was expecting adventure fiction, and so there was a massive expectations mismatch. Okay, there is that, and 
that one failed in the editing rather than in the story. Yeah, that's rather true. than in the plotting. As watching any fan edit will show you. And the uh, the first Star Wars trilogy, the story actually changed a lot during the telling, but they still stuck the ending. Yes, the original Star Trek films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as I don't like Star Trek VI, it did w- wrap up the series very oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. There's only one change that it that could have made it work better, mm-hmm. and um, I I think they were a little twitchy about killing off a character again, mm-hmm. killing off a main character in the final movie because they had already done something like that and would have invited well you're just going to bring him back to life in the next movie right right? did it before they might have been a little bit twitchy about that how about the back to the future trilogy which was not intended as a trilogy back to the future was was one that did its story and its sequels really really well probably the one of the few that was not intended to be a trilogy that worked better that Yep, that way, and and the, it makes an interesting case study because it wasn't intended to be a trilogy, and they were worried that they wouldn't have enough threads to pay it off. So they introduced the whole Marty being called a chicken thing, and in, in uh, Back to the Future too, mm-hmm. and it was a little ham-fisted. But the reason it worked was that the first film, the thematic uh, resonance of the first film, was the moral education of Marty McFly, mm-hmm. and so because what they brought in, the new element, sort of was commensurate with that. It all worked. Mm, yeah. That's a great example of how to introduce a new character element without screwing things up. Mm-hmm. Most films made before 1984? Mm-hmm. Actually, most films made before 2000. Okay. I, I, probably most... I, I would have gone up to 1992. Yeah, but you're, you'd forget 1999, the year of American Beauty and Fight Club, and okay, okay. maybe so, the so, greatest year in the history of film. Okay, so maybe any movie that was that was made before some idiots flew a plane into the World Trade Center mm-hmm. that ruined everything. Really did. <laughs> I don't. I, I think that was more a coincidence than a causal factor. Mm, but anything made before M Night Shyamalan. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, The Sixth Sense worked. Mm, well, if you don't look at it too hard. He cheated. Um, but you talked about twist endings that worked. The Usual Suspects. The Usual Suspects. Um, but the rest of M. Night Shyamalan stuff is like, what was the point of that twist? Yeah, not that, that 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 didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You just put a twist in there to put a twist to be able to say, it's a twist! That said, I, I did like The Village. I thought the village was was a coherent, well told story. It was a little obvious, but it was interesting. Mm. Um, but everyone hated it because it was so obvious. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, the, the oh the screen films. All of the screen films stuck the ending really well. Yes, um, yes. And and Screen Three, which was arguably the weakest of the series, we haven't seen Screen Five yet, but because it's not out yet, but. Um, it's it still stuck the ending very well. It mm. it completed the character arcs. It uh, enriched the mythology very well, even though the mechanics of the film in the middle were squishy and didn't quite work. The overall um, thematic character er, thematic threads, character threads, and everything else worked beautifully. Yeah. I think that's about all we have for this. All right. Well, um, it's your question, so you get to take us out. No. That's it for now, and we'll see you tomorrow.
The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.